Whether you're dealing with does in heat and bucks in rut, the winter blues, the marathon of kidding season in the spring, or show season in the summer, Nate Funk and John Kane of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, are with you every step of the way, bringing you interviews from various breeders, judges, and others from all over the country. We're always covering the latest ad good news and covering topics to help make us all better dairy goat breeders. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Nate Funk. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. We are recovering. Uh, yeah. Fairly well. You? Yeah, are you doing all right? Uh, you just getting over that show hangover, uh, literal hangover, and just Dairy Goat show hangover, I guess. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long oh, did day. Did you drink Saturday. that whole bottle? <laughs> no, no. I uh, I only. I think it was just a little bit less than half. We haven't so. even cracked one. We we put them in the basement. Oh, you mean the we champagne? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have the, We haven't drank any of that. No. We we. <laughs> if you store it on its side, you know you're good. Uh, what? Our listeners don't know, so over the weekend was the Progressive Dairy Goat Show, the Champagne Classic Yep. in uh, New Pulse, New York, and Grand Champions received a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Um, it was kind of yeah, nice. So, yeah, we, uh, we received three bottles. You received, like, I don't know, a baker's Four. dozen, seemed like. So, four. We by only the way, got four. By the way, uh, did you have to adjust your your headset at all tonight? Me? Yeah. No, why? Oh, I, I just didn't know if your, your head had swelled any after that amazing show day that you guys had. Oh. <laughs> no, it was an amazing show day. So uh, we did we did fairly well. Uh, the irony is we only walked away with one new leg. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank, thankfully for uh, NG, we, we don't have our champion paper on one dough. So uh, she ended up in the show ring uh, in the specialty uh, yep. in her age class. So otherwise, we had a uh, milking yearling who... Is not going to nationals, but we'll get into that later. And and uh, she did very well. Um, yeah. So the show was uh, an Oberhasli and Alpine specialty for District Two, which we're going to talk about uh, a little bit further after the ad good news that we have to get through. Um, but I wanted the listeners to know, and I just kind of realized it myself as you were talking, Nate. Uh, this is episode 51. Next oh. week mar- marks a full year that we've been recording this podcast. Awesome! <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we owe it to our listeners. We do. I I mean, even if we had three listeners instead of the average of what we've been getting, which has been pretty amazing uh, and, and inspiring... Um, yeah, we'd still be talking, but uh, you guys, the listeners, keep us going. 
uh, with all the ideas that you bring our way, um, all the uh, critiques along the way that we've had, and and I feel like this this podcast has only gotten better from the get go. It definitely sounds a lot different than when we first started. <laughs> oh so my goodness! Don't good. don't I'm having flashbacks here. Oh, flashbacks of of oh no people, yeah. It's... Uh, Interviews going in, cutting in and out, and losing interviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, um, I, I fully agree. So back to no, the, this weekend, yeah. though. Um, we, uh, we, we rolled in Friday night. I rolled in about 6 o'clock, 6.30, I think. Maybe, no, it had to be earlier than that, probably 5.30. Um, you guys rolled in about eight, I think. Yep. Yeah, we we missed uh, the, uh, the youth showmanship. We missed that. You did. I I was a little, I I would have loved to see your kids in showmanship. Um, I was a little, a little sad that they didn't get to do that. They were a little sad. We were, you know, I had to work a full day of work and then, you know, we got home and things were pretty much packed, but. With getting everything loaded and the truck underway, we just didn't get out of here you know, in time to get there in time for showmanship. And we yeah. realized that about halfway that we just were not going to make it in time for showmanship. But at the same time, we got to, uh, it was a pretty, it, the fun thing about this, this show is, you know, I, there's, you know, churches talk about fellowship. Well, the show, there's fellowship. You know, there's you get there, you get into your pens, and then there's a, a fun little dish to pass. And, um, you know, you eat, and then you, when you're, the food is all gone, actually, the food was never really all gone. <laughs> um, there was Especially so that minute. Especially that macaroni salad that I made. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I don't think people. <laughs> I'm d- d- sorry. Uh, uh, you made that, right? Not tyranny. I made that. Uh, okay. The night be- because the night I at first I made thought it was salad. potato salad. So I overcooked the noodles a little bit. My mom a little was, bit. <laughs> my mom was visiting. And uh, so I was caught up with her and. She went to bed, and I was like, oh, let me check the noodles. They should be done by now. And I go in the kitchen and, you know, strain the water and let them sit for a little bit, rinse them, you know, cool them off as best I can. But it's like 1030 at night. I'm like, all right, well, I just got to whip this together. I already had all my veggies cut, all my tuna ready, you know, all that good stuff. And I start, I put it all in the bowl, and I add mayo and seasoning, and I start mixing it. And it's just mushing because the noodles were way overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time I was done, it looked it looked like potato salad. <laughs> it was disgusting. I felt so embarrassed bringing it. <laughs> oh, okay. So Jen had had planned to bring. She has this uh, orange Jello salad. It it's a. Uh, like some cottage cheese, some whipped cream, some jello, and mandarin oranges. And she whips it up. And, you know, they actually go together very well because it's kind of that salty sweet 
mm-hmm. sensation. Except I didn't really think about that being what she had wanted to take. And I'm a, sorry folks, I'm a sucker for cottage cheese. Me too. Do you like large curd or small curd? Large curd. Oh, you're disgusting. Small curd all the Good way. Old, Crowley, Crowley cottage cheese Ugh. out of Binghamton, New York. They're irregular shape and in size. So you may have little curd and then you may have curd like in one inch and Small curds is where it's at. The large curds gross. I'm sorry. No, no, it's like you know, mini cheese curd. Okay. Yuck. And uh, so I'm really, and for me, I I love the the whole the whole milk, you know, cottage cheese. Though I've got to be healthier, so Jen's getting me to go towards the low fat cottage cheese. The low fat's not bad. That's what I get. Um. It, it's how not I, bad. It's how I keep it's my not bad, but, I, but it's kind of like the difference between, you know, uh, uh, the low sugar cinnamon roll and the frosted <laughs> cinnamon roll. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and so anyway, I had seen this container of cottage cheese in the fridge. And so I, I'd taken some for lunch and I had some, you know, with my, you know, snack and stuff. And then I get home Friday night, and Jen's kind of like, <clears throat> the cottage cheese. I said, yeah, oh, yeah, the cottage cheese. Yes, thank you for getting that. She's like, it wasn't for your lunch. <laughs> yeah, and Oh, I'm in the doghouse. Well, so way to go. I was in the doghouse. For... So luckily, she is so good at just kind of, coming up with things and she just made some fresh shove and had turned it into this uh current shove spread for putting on crackers it was delicious oh it was it was following morning we were, we put it on our bagels uh yeah i saw that that was good so <laughs> uh I don't know about I don't know if you intended to stay up as late as you did that night. I mean, we all ate like kings and queens, and we were all talking. You know, we were talking with uh, Kristen Adele and uh, Daniel Pirelli, and Todd. I didn't get to I didn't get a chance to talk to Todd uh, oh, Biddle. Oh. Yeah, Blair I was did. there. Yeah, um, I mean, just a, oh, a ton. Your cousin Caitlin. Yeah. My cousin there. Caitlin. I mean, my cousin Faith. A lot of people were there. Um, so we're all, you know, I'm bouncing around, talking to everybody, uh, enjoying some Diet Cokes with extras, and, uh... The kids are off chasing fireflies in the... <laughs> yeah, field. they were. It was so cute. Um, um, but all of a sudden, I look at my clock, or my, uh, phone, to see what time it is, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, I need to set up my bed and go to bed. And of course, the I, night before a show, it takes you a while to go to bed anyway because you're so amped. Yep, um, yep. But those extras and those diet cooks kind of made it where I'd get just comfy enough, and it's like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, my thing was I was asleep, and then at about three thirty in the morning, I hear talking, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and right by our pens. You know, Jen and 
and you know other exhibitors are talking about our goats and you know just you know look at this one or look at that one or are you going to nationals no we are not yeah i uh um, i don't think todd biddle sleeps i've come to the conclusion that he's a vampire no i i just i not a did, vampire did, I, did he even sleep who knows he, when i woke up to go to the bathroom at 3.30, he was talking to Jen. And then yep. when I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom again, uh, he was grooming his wait, goats. Wait, and, and what happened? When you woke up at 6, 6.30 in the morning, Yeah, I, I recall somebody singing to the bluebirds out in the tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, so they uh, sleep in It wasn't me. No, it's Nate sleeping right next to next to me. Um, in a not, not separate next, next, bed. next. Like I'm on a cot. Okay. Yeah, he's on a cot. I'm on my air mattress. You know, no spooning going on. Um, <laughs> but I wake up and Nate's still sleeping. I'm like, I have my opportunity, so I just start <laughs> just yelling, and I feel bad because I I didn't realize that Jen had fallen back asleep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jen so, has been up, you know, till about four in the morning. Yeah, so I'm sitting there singing. Oh, the birds are singing. The goats look great. Oh my, aren't you looking wonderful? Just as loud as I can. And Nate starts stirring, and I'm like, Oh, there's your payback, buddy. <laughs> no, where payback became like really sweet for you, I guess, is the fact that actually at two o'clock. No, at yeah, two o'clock. What actually woke my wife up? Woke me up. And I think actually is what woke Todd up was this incessant yelling. We were set up across from some Nubians and some La Manchas. And I heard this yelling of this goat who was just kind of going on and on and on. And you know what? I have to apologize to all the Nubian and La Mancha breeders because I immediately presumed that it was a Nubian or La Mancha. I looked up and I went to yell at the goat until, I, and I did once I realized it was the purebred Oberhasley standing in the middle of the pen, looking at my wife who was, you know, walking by, screaming bloody murder, going, milk me! So the purebred Oberhasley was the loudmouth in the barn that night. <laughs> she saw me and was like, hey, that's my couch buddy. <laughs> That's what it was. I th- so, I'm sorry. Uh, like, no, John, it, it was John, a good up. night, early morning. Um, I was pretty tired. I was thankful that our friend and uh, one of our uh, listeners that's been with us since the get-go, Brett Armstrong, uh, went out with his daughter and got some coffee and donuts oh, for man, everybody. Oh, man, was, I, I was so happy. Blessing. He is. Yeah, I was. So, so, I was so thankful. So those who you know, Dunkin' Donuts has those. What a boxes of coffee, and then box he of came Joe. in with this, yeah, box of Joe, and then he came in with a flat of donuts, some donut holes. He brought endless creamers and, and sugar, and yeah, angels were singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into the show day and how it went for both of us, uh, let's cover the news, and then we'll do, we'll um, yeah. kind yeah. of. Roll into, I guess, our topic. We have a lot I, a of news to cover. We, well, if you think about it, we've had <clears throat> our significant others, our wives on. 
uh, we had and two guests in a row. So it's been three weeks since we really uh, talked about any ad good news besides mentioning it here and there. But um, so, mainly, so mainly, I think we needed a break from ad good news because it was kind of taking over. It was like a cloud hanging over our head. It you was, know? and it was kind like, of, how many times can you say, and NG is still screwed up? Yeah, well, guess what? NG is still screwed up. Really? Ah! <laughs> I know. It's just, it's it's laughable at this point. Actually, um, I, I knew that. I, there, there was no news to me, but... Um... <laughs> So, so oh, let's go yeah. in with the with the Adka news. Adka national show. New, the news. Uh, you know, spectators are allowed. Yep. Uh, they'll have to. The mask rules are in effect, and if you're going, um, and ha- and if you haven't done so, please read the rules on the Adka website. Um, yeah, I think everybody should have by now. Hopefully, yeah, by now, if, if you're, you're going. going Hopefully you've read them before you left home. I know looking at uh, good old social media, a number of herds have already left. Yes. Uh, heading and heading towards nationals. Safe uh, travels to everybody that has started their journey. Um, yes. We hope that everything goes smoothly for you and you get there safely. And home safely too. But mm-hmm. yes, get there safely and hopefully everything goes well for them. Um, uh yeah, so then also with with the spectators coming to national show, I figured and and turns out after I asked on one of the district pages, uh live streaming uh will be $30 for the whole week. It's free on Sunday. So uh go ahead and tune in on Sunday, decide if you want to pay for however qual whatever quality it is. Um, I don't, I don't know how it's going to look. I know how it's looked in the past. I'm hoping with this ten thousand dollars that they're paying for this company to uh, bring in their equipment and live stream this, that it works well and looks well. Um, hopefully, we're not using old cameras from you know the Syracuse Dome bat from back in the '90s. <clears throat> what was wrong with the '90s? Huh? I was from the '90s. Uh, listen, so was I, but. The, the quality of the picture wasn't exactly 1080p. No, 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 I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and so now the show order. Yeah, so if you, do, you wanna al- <clears throat> do you want to alternate days? So you, you start um, yeah, with Sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll... Uh, I'll so Sunday Monday. is usually um, youth showmanship. Um, and then there's Nubian and Sable Juniors. And then yep. the silent auction bids open. Yeah, so for the whole week, the I believe the whole week, uh, the bits will be open. Uh, now, just so, Monday. So, oh, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, just so you know, and that so that means if the juniors, Nubian Sable Juniors are Sunday, that means milk out for the seniors is Sunday as well, which right. will then put them, John, to Monday. Monday, uh, you have Nubian and Sable Seniors. Uh, recorder grade Alpine and Tog Juniors again. So those those breeds seniors will be milked out that day. So that's a three for for that day. I've been saying three uh, breeds. Yeah, I I when I was uh, looking up the information, I was like, is that right? And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's right. I mean, I get it because they're probably the smaller breeds, 
Yeah, uh, besides I Tog and I think Tog. Alpine's and usually are, pretty hefty. It, it is usually, but hey, it's twenty twenty one. Hey, maybe it's great. <laughs> right, so Tuesday. Tuesdays, uh, of course, the recorded great Tog and Alpine uh, senior show mm-hmm. with the La Mancha and Obi Juniors on, on you know, Tuesday night. And then Wednesday is the Obi and La Mancha seniors with the Nigerian Dwarf and Sanin juniors at night. Um, yep. Now, you know, that'll be interesting to see, especially since, you know, 2018 I was there in in Columbus and the Nigerian Dwarf juniors, they were well into the morning. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I know there's quite a few coming. Uh, quite a few breeders that usually come to the show that we were at last weekend um, didn't come this week because they decided to go to nationals after they allowed spectators and all of that. So uh, it'll be cool to see some of our friends down at a uh, national show and their Nigerians. Uh, Thursday, uh, Nigerian and Sanin seniors will be shown. And then the uh, show is closing. So... It'll be a nice week for everybody. Uh, I think, Nate, what we'll do for our next show, which is our one-year anniversary, is we'll kind of highlight the winners and breeders of uh, the national show. And I actually think what we'll be doing for the year this year um, is all of the breeders that had uh, grand and... Uh, reserve national champions uh, we'll try to get them on the show if they're open to it because uh, it'll be cool just to hear how their you know hear their story not next so. week but throughout the no 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 throughout the year yeah 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 so i think that would be cool yeah um, no, i agree with that if they're up to it um hopefully yeah we'll, yeah i know we've, we've had a few of them on already who are going oh. um a few people who are going who uh I think we'll have contention. Oh, you better knock on some wood, buddy. You're, don't let's not jinx our our uh, friends that have been on the show. <laughs> oh, we have a knock bunch on of wood. Them. We have a <clears throat> bunch of them. Uh, now this is important, and yeah, oh yeah, I really want to stress this to members. Uh, so ADGA members should be receiving their ballots soon. Uh, it should be coming this week. Uh, so be sure to fill out and pack them correctly uh, to so be sure means, to have your vote count. So that means you're going to get another, you're going to get two envelopes. Yeah. You get an yep. envelope. You, you fill out your ballot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure you sign it. ADGA number. Okay. You make your selection. You put it in the one envelope. You seal that envelope. Then you put that envelope in the other envelope. Yeah. And we'll make a video on how to correctly fill out. And we're not obviously going to show who we're voting for, but uh, fill out and pack your ballot. uh, And we'll share it on our Facebook page for everybody. um, And probably share that video onto district pages. Just because I feel like it's really important, especially now in the climate that ADGA is in, uh, that everybody's voice is heard through the vote that you decide to choose. Um, and 
take your time and really be thoughtful about who you're choosing. Uh, don't vote for a director that's not even up for election. You know, we saw that with the primaries. I would uh, say, don't vote for a director or don't write in a director that doesn't live in your district. Yes, that too. I oh, saw that goodness. too. Yeah. I saw that too. <clears throat> so um, it's just, uh, yeah, take your time and be thoughtful about what you're doing. Um, let your voice be heard. Um, moving on, uh, Shirley McKenzie has officially retired. Uh, so congrats yep. to Shirley and good luck and good health in your retirement. So I the only only reason I knew that is a there was a post after I you know tried reaching Adga that same afternoon all afternoon and it turned out that they had like a little party for her and I was like oh. I was calling for nothing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so congratulations, Shirley. They were all Shirley. down at the uh, drinking fountain, we'll call it. Yeah, the the old saloon. Um, and then Spotlight Sale, Nate. So now, Spotlight Sale, um, they're still, it looks like they're still taking applications for nominations up through July 31st. It's been extended to July 31st. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, you know, dough or buck that you had thought about nominating for Spotlight Sale, you know, this might be a year to try to get it in there if you're thinking about it. Um, yeah. You know, the the other thing that's n- not written down here on our notes is I do believe this year, aren't they not? I believe they're accepting experimentals into the Spotlight Sale. Experimentals in recorded grades. Yep. Yeah. Which is new. They so haven't done that before. They've been in Colorado yeah, sale, but not in Spotlight. Right. And I, I honestly feel like it's about time. There's some really high quality experimentals and recorded grades out there. I mean, heck, I have two experimentals in my barn that are gorgeous. So I, and oh, yeah. they are competitive uh, in any ring. Um, so I think that throughout the whole country, I mean, look at who is it? Uh, Drago, they have a ton of experimentals that they work for with Some really um, nice ones. Megan uh, has Brandy Chikino, really nice she's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many good ones throughout the country. Um, so why not tap into that? People want those too. Uh, maybe not the bucks. The bucks are kind of hard to sell. Uh, they are. The, they are. <laughs> but the does are just as lovely as anything else. So I, I'm glad that they finally recognize that i don't know if it was because they had a lack of animals or if they finally were like oh we should really do this <clears throat> I, I think it was kind of one of these things that it was time you know years ago they they i do remember a time when you know experimentals or grades weren't allowed to show at nationals really yeah i didn't yeah. know that yep and <laughs> then they they allowed the experimental in internationals and then Eventually, they allowed them into the Colorama sale. And here hmm. we are, and we're in 2021, folks, and they're allowed to show nationals. They're allowed in the Colorama sale. The Colorama sale, which it, it's not spotlight sale, but, you know, I've seen some pretty high prices on those Colorama sale animals. Especially the Nigerians. Oh, my goodness, yes. Or I believe there was a, a, a La Mancha one year. Um, oh, but, Yeah. Okay, but uh, so it was kind of one of these things of, is it time? 
trying to let them into spotlight. So they they've opened it up to the experimental grades. I do believe just ex- more specifically experimental, but I could be wrong, and people can correct me. Yeah, I'm sure they're not. Uh, I'm sure that grades that are like native on appearance probably aren't going to be accepted, right? No, no. <laughs> so, uh, it'll and, be and it's not like experimentals that that have like really quality animals within their pedigree. And I also realize that there, I believe there have been years where you know if if a breed didn't have an animal in the spotlight sale, it was not necessarily that there were none who applied. This whole right. the whole process of being in the spotlight sale. It's kind of like a, a jury, select, you know, it, it's selected by a group of, of committee members. It's not just that you applied and you oh, you're the only one, so we'll put you in. Um, they are still right. looking at the quality of the animals because it is supposed to be the premier, you know, sale, the top, you know, top quality animals. So, yeah, and I believe it was so, uh, it was the 2019 spotlight sale where I think. One of the Nigerians ended up getting pulled either because of an injury or I forget what the reason was. But, I mean, they continue I, to assess those animals and their health throughout. Right. And, and they, they assess their health. They assess their genetics, you know, all throughout the process. So mm-hmm. even up to the day of the, the sale. So... It's not that they're allowing inferior animals into the sale. I believe I f- believe that there's some animals, you know, grade those experimental classes, the grade classes, in those shows are can be pretty competitive. I mean, um, you know, it's it's you know, <laughs> the the recorded grade class can be tough sledding depending on what, what kind of experimental or grade you may be showing uh, what breed type uh can be as i found out on saturday it can be it can be tough sledding for sure yeah <laughs> so it's, but i uh, think that was all of the news we had to print at this time not that there hasn't been more going on it's just that due to us having guests and and you know timing of things i think that's the most current stuff we have yeah, um, I I just think if we were to talk about some of the other stuff, it'd be kind of like beating a dead horse. I mean, it's or just, rehashing. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, not not needed to be said now. Um, it, as things arise, ooh, you know what, Nate? I you know what I want to talk about real quick. Um, yeah. I have linear appraisal recently. Oh yeah, like yeah, I can't you believe did. How'd you do this at the top of the show. We did well. We we did pretty well. Uh, I'm happy with our scores. Would I have loved for them to be higher? Sure, but I'm still happy with my... Yeah, I'm happy with my first freshners, how they scored, and my old girl, Jem, almost almost at a 90. She got 89. Um, my Bucks did super well for their age, and I'm really happy with that. Um, so it was a great learning experience, and I'm really happy. Uh, I wasn't too happy about the process. So, uh, everybody knows that linear appraisal this year is different and I'm don't, I'm going to say this right now. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that aren't going to be seen this year. I'm very, very, very thankful 
uh, with Jim Vinderland that was able to uh, fit in our stop um, in the schedule for the appraiser. Uh, so really appreciative of that. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm not thankful. Um, but there's there was a hiccup, and our linear appraisal was said to be on a certain date, and it ended up getting canceled. And we found out, what was it, Nate, the day before or two days before? I think two days before. Two days before, we found out that that stop was canceled. Uh, so then myself. Oh and no! You found out three other... days before because it was two days. Three before. days. You had like, so it was three days before you found out it was canceled, and then right, two right, days right. before you found it was back on. Yeah, yeah. So then, so it got canceled. We, myself, and a couple others sent some emails uh, with uh, questions as to why, and um, our uh, we expressed our thoughts. Um, and, and, you know, Jim worked with us throughout the whole thing and was open, uh, mostly. And, um, yeah, so we ended up getting an email saying, Hey, guess what? You're back on. And it's like two or three days away. Um, luckily I have a small herd, right? So I was able to get my five animals that were being appraised up to snuff. But what really kind of ticks me off is those herds that have 15 20 plus animals that are going to be assessed uh and three days just is not a lot of time to get that done especially since we're, we're all adults here i mean i had to request time off from work nate and then yeah and then and then say oh hey hey boss just kidding i don't need that off and then uh, Two days later to say, Haha, uh, I was just kidding. I actually need that off. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it, it it's, is a difficult it, move, yeah. I know there's certain people uh, within the industry that are like, well, the hobby breeders just need to work with it. Hobby breeders, if they want it done, they'll, they'll find a way. Uh, if you're working off farm, that's because you're not a serious person, blah, blah, blah. Well, whatever to that person. Um, but I work off farm, so I, I can't, I'm not as flexible as people may think when it comes to my herd, uh, and others are in the same case. I have a family that has a dairy that needs to figure out how to shave these, you know, clip these 15 goats. And luckily they were able to get a later date, um, because of the circumstances, uh, lucky for them and they did well as well. So congratulations. But I, I just want the listeners to know that from my experience, you're not getting a lot of advanced time uh, or notice of when your linear appraisal is. So you just make sure you're, I mean, obviously we're all making sure that our animals are ready at a moment's notice to go to a show or whatever. Uh, but for those that aren't always going to shows, just know that you might, there's going to be a crunch time where you have to get it done, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a lot, <laughs> and it's going to be uh, a lot of stress. Um, but just be ready for that email asking you know with your with your currently owned list and uh, get it back to them and and get your animals ready. It's it's not a oh hey next month thing. It's a oh hey next week or hey in four days thing. So just be ready to be flexible if you get that call. Now, I'm going to uh, flip the coin. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, not not in the way people are thinking. What I'm thinking is the way it normally is for those who haven't done it before. Normally, you apply to be for you you put in for linear appraisal in January, and you know sometime around April or May you get your currently owned list, and then sometime in May or June, at least for us, now other people by April, end of April, are getting appraised normally. And then, but for us, normally we would get our our date around May or June for when our appraisal date would be in the next few months, you know, June, July, August, maybe September. Um, so the way things are going this year is not normal, but yeah. we're living in not normal times. Um, so while, yes, I agree with John, the notice is really short and some, for some people it's kind of ridiculously short at mm -hmm. the same time. Uh, I I at least believe that um, it, it's a choice of you can you could always say I'm out don't yeah. count on me okay um, and I know people I, that have done that I know people well, that have too. sent emails to Jim and said hey uh, with everything going on this year I'm just not going to do linear appraisal right <clears throat> um, but. I do believe, as you've discovered, the knowledge you get from it is just immense. It's it's a you you, you we all do it. You know, there's a picture of of my wife and I both you know, online right now from this past weekend. You know where we're both we're holding animals, and the look on our face is like intense concentration. Because what we're doing, we're listening to the judge give reasons of why one is being placed over two, sort of thing. And we're trying to find out what, why was the animal in front of us placed over us? So maybe it's like two over three. Okay. And, you know, we're, we listen to things there. But the knowledge you get from uh, linear appraisal is kind of above and beyond that which you would get in the show ring. I, I fully believe if, you, if we only used the knowledge from the show ring, you wouldn't get anywhere as breeders. Linear appraisal, you get so much more. But I also will say, don't for those who are, are doing it for the first time this year, this is not normal. No. And it's not you were normal. So... Don't expect it to be normal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you were so jazzed that I got linear appraisal. I literally sent you a oh, picture yeah. of my appraisal sheet. And I got home, I took a nap because I woke up at like 4 a.m. that morning because I was just so jazzed. And uh, I guess so I took a nap and I woke up and I got an email from Nate and it's got a chart. And it's like, dude, do you take the time to like input all that information and put it against oh, yeah. uh, like national herds and, and animals? So, so, uh, so I've cool. got this, this Excel spreadsheet where I take the linear appraisal scores of my animals who have been appraised and actually mine here at home 
you didn't get this one. Um, I have all, I have their scores from each year they've been appraised, mm-hmm. and their type evaluation. Okay, and then I compare it against the national average score, the national high score, the average of the past for the breed year, for the breed, the past five yeah. year national champions for that breed. I average that. They did the, the linear appraisal scores for those last five years of those does. And I average that and I compare all you, I have lines where you can compare each one of those lines to your doe. Okay. Then below that, I have the type evaluation for bucks who have been collected. So you can look and see where is my doe weak compared to the national average for giggles. How is she compared to the national high? How did she rank compared to the, you know, the last five national champions? Mm-hmm. And then what bucks are strong or stronger or what the bucks have type of value, type evaluation where they're stronger in those areas than my doe. That's just what I do. Um, You know, some people say uh, figures lie and liars fig. Um, I I like looking at figures and trying to figure things out. And sometimes it works great. Other times there's a a quality that there's no number for. You know, and you, you just can't, you know, width between the hocks or, or, um, you know. Well, uh, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's kind of like. Tightness in the shoulder. Um, there's also, you can't, you can't correlate that it factor that a doe has, right? So like, right. like the person that was appraising my animals, they said, uh, this doe, uh, Minerva, my yearling for his freshener, experimental, uh, she, she scores this. I'm eager to score score her in the future uh, because she has it. And the it is just that flash, that, that, that eye-catching thing yeah. that animals can have. Um, well, and anyone who's seen her knows that. Um, you know, she's a very eye-catching doe um i think you're gonna have it's fun like, with her next year in harrisburg <clears throat> it's uh, like b for you guys you know the yearling you know miss b she's <laughs> she's got it he's this milking yearling who not in the specialty ring but in the other ring the judge you know we're in champion challenge and there's there's like a nine-year-old a five-year-old and an eight-year-old doe all of whom are beautiful does in their own right and they're all yeah. up off their pastons they've all got great attachments they're all looking beautiful in general appearance and body capacity and poor little bee she's this beautiful yearling doe but she's a yearling <laughs> and and the judge walks up to her you know before he, he plays he, he walked up to her and you're like i gotta hug her and just let her know that I'm sorry. 
<laughs> she's gorgeous. <laughs> she's beautiful, but <clears throat> so are these other does. Um, yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, yeah, you, you get those who are stylish. That's the hope for the future. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so speaking of the show, let's let's move on to uh, how our days went with the Oberhasley specialty and ring two of that show. Um, you guys walked away with some big wins. Yeah, we did all right. Well, I mean, what was it? Three for the day total in both rings total. I think you walked away with three grand champions. Four. Oh, no, three. We walked away with three and the best of breed. I I only know that you didn't walk away with four because I took that broom out of your hands so you couldn't sweep the show. No, no, no. The fourth fourth bottle was best of breed. Right. We got best of breed and grand champion in a specialty. And then we took uh, grand... In the senior show and one of the junior shows in the specialty. Yeah. Yeah. And then we scratched that dough from the specialty. Uh, yeah. Then... Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Opening up the floodgates for John's dough to get grand. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I was quite surprised. I, anyone who saw me ringside um, in the specialty ring, uh, would have realized how shocked and surprised I was, except I kind of called it three weeks ago. Um, What's that? When Maeve beat Merrimack. Oh. <laughs> and I will tell you, the moment that Maeve beat Merrimack, I, I figured Maeve was going to go junior champion in that rank. Not trying to yeah. be braggy or anything, but that's how much I think of Mary Mac. Well, Mary Mac had a lot going uh, against her. What What is she, she doing today, John? Well, first of all, her <laughs> clip job looked horrible because she had oh, so much she, undercoat. No, she, she just, didn't look terrible. She looked oh, gorgeous. She, she looked like a Ku Claire, man. Okay, so those who don't know Mary Mac, Mary Mac's bloodline has a lot of cashmere. In yes, it does. A crazy amount of cashmere. <laughs> and so as a result, John's Mary Mac, when she's first clipped, looks like a yeah. reddish alpine. <laughs> um, so, uh, lesson learned with that one, I guess. Um, but yeah, so she also was coming into heat that Raging day. Heat. Uh, sun- yes. So anytime <laughs> I tried setting her up, she just would fight me. Oh, just looked- like, oh. I felt so bad yeah. watching. Seriously, I felt, because um, I love Mary. Yeah, Mary Mac was one of one of my daughters, and I, I loved her. And so, you know, you want to see her do well, and I'm watching, you know, fight with her, and it's just like, oh, no. And then, you know, she got placed, and like, Wait a minute. Maeve's in front of her. Yeah. How'd that happen? You know? Well, she wasn't cooperating, man. And she was pretty roachy from just not, you know, coming. I just, she was so mad, right? She just didn't want to be messed with. And the only time that she actually 
would set up is after she was already placed in third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it is what it is. Um, so and then I had another doe page go into heat today, um, and I'm not breeding anybody yet. But uh, uh, no, no we aren't either. We had recycling. a doe. We had a doe cycle once we got home too. Um, Miss B's sister, Maddie, cycled once we got home. Mm. Um, so it was like, oh, well, that explains a lot. Um, but no, so with a specialty, at least the way it was kind of came across to me and how, how it got handled, I think, it, in District 2 was, at least in the Oberhasley, I'll say that. How about that? In the Oberhasley yeah, specialty. That's what we were dealing um, with. There was also and, Alpine specialty. Right. But Yes. But it ended up kind of being a a, a no hold bar, you know. Sort oh of yeah, thing. it's like a it's like a fair, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, there's it, no it premiums, was, but it's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line, a lot of of I guess bragging rights. So with a specialty for those, you know, the breed clubs will will kind of put up a, a allow you to do a specialty, um, one per breed for club each district. For each district. So, um, you know, the, you know, Oberhasley's, you know, we had a, a specialty in District 2, and the, uh, and we had these beautiful, there were special ribbons just from the breed club. Um, mm-hmm. From Oberhasley Breeders of America. What? Yep. Yep. I said uh, Oberhasley Breeders of America. Yep. Yep. Um, had their logo on the rosette and then the nice uh, um, Oberhasley cover, colored rosettes um, that said Grand and Reserve. And then Best of Breed got this medallion uh, necklace, kind, you know, similar you see as on the uh, National Show winners, except this one was, because it was Oberhasley, it was a black ribbon for the necklace portion with a bronze medallion because Bronze is kind of Oberhasley colored. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the OBA logo on the front. Um, and that went to Best of Breed. And with that, you know, people were entering, you know, there were dry doughs like Mary Mac was there in her breed class. Um, we had our doe Maeve in her breed class, even though both had dry legs already. Um, our doe, uh, Nienemann was in her breed class. Um, that's the case where last show we went to, she earned her milking leg, the third milking leg, mm-hmm. but we haven't received our letter. Um, the ROA yeah. hasn't been processed. And you're not um, going to until probably 2022. Right. Until next year. Um, so really we, we, we can't say that she's earned it yet. So, you know, we, we put her in her age class and, uh, she went grand and she went best of breed, um, in the specialty ring, Maeve, you know, went junior champion. Um, yeah. M- my daughter, my daughter had a senior kid, uh, who went Reserve junior champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that 
also in that special touring, we had the reserve senior champion as well. Um, then we went into to the other ring, not a special team ring, and yeah, we cr- we scratched a, f- a bunch of doughs because they already had they were either already finished or they had their junior legs, um, and so it was a different. It was like a normal club show, right? Yeah, you know, and that and not nothing against. I will tell you the, the thing I found in, in having the specialty. I think the quality of the doughs being there was high, at least what I was seeing. Um, yeah, and you know, as such, you know, saying that their animal scratched in the other ring, the non-specialty ring. The breeders were still there. The high quality, the breeders who had these high quality animals in the specialty, they were still there. They were still showing animals in the non-specialty ring, right. and uh, the quality was high. Um, you know, John, you 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 beat uh, uh, you beat us. Goodness, whooped our butt, mopped us around the floor with a, a dough. Beat, uh, one listen first of all stop it <laughs> i you beat if, listen, one I'm of tired. your mentors you beat two I'm, of your I'm mentors i'm tired <laughs> i'm tired of looking at the back of your head my friend all right i'm okay, tired you know Jen's i'm not gonna stand for it anymore no, someone I, said I, to us not talking to us at the end of the day and you were we were talking about who the sire of these three doling milking yearlings were, which we showed today, you know, that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, it's, it's, uh, a buck named Lux and Bob was surprised that it wasn't our, our spotlight sale, uh, buck. And he's like, are you sure? And you said something about, yeah. And I've been staring at the rear rudders all year. Yeah, every show, I'm, I and I said something to Jen, jokingly, of course. I mean, honestly, at one point of the day, I was pretty just done. Oh, we all right? were. I felt, we all I were. felt pretty, well, I felt pretty defeated for a portion of the day. Um, no, but, uh, no, I said to Jen, um, I was like, we were going in with our milking yearlings, and all year I've been behind your three Lux daughters, and uh, I go, Jen, I'm like, you want to just bring those three in before before page so that way we just make it faster for the judge <laughs> she's like go in the ring i'm like all right they're, they're so. nice toads they are and we really love you love them but you know seriously, you have some really nice toads there but no throughout the day not. there were a lot of really nice toads there. Yeah, well, we're not, not going to turn this into like a. We're not going to talk about like, you know, we're not going to stroke egos here. Uh, it was it there was a lot of great animals uh, at that ring, and you guys should be very proud of how you guys did. Uh, well, it was, well, and you should too. I, I'm ha- listen. I'm very happy that I got a dry leg on that March kid. Right? Hold uh, on. She... Hold on. John. John. Wait. Yeah. It's not just a March kid. Uh March kid. What's the herd name on that Mars kid? 
Ah, well, you know, Hillier Farm. Um, right, right, right. Was that the first dry leg on a Hillier Farm? No. No? Wait. No. My dough. Hillier Farm uh, Oberhasley? Oberhasley, yes. I had an experimental uh, Hillier Farm Levy McGarden that got a dry leg um, a couple years but, ago. Right, but of your, of your Oberhasleys. Right, this is the first one for us. So, so it was a proud moment. Somebody said they got a picture of when uh, the judge made uh, Whisper um, grand. Uh, they said they said they got a picture of my face like at that moment, and I don't know who said it, but I'd be interested to see uh, what kind of face I made. Um, oh, I, it was, I want to see that. Now it now this this win with her with Whisper. Her name's Hillier Farm Whisper of DeHart. Uh, it's a little bit special because she's the daughter of the doe that I lost this year. Um, so it, it, and, and that was a pretty rough time for me. So it was, it, I definitely teared up um, when did. that happened. I um, remember. So it was, it was cool. Um, really happy. Uh, with the way my animals showed at that show uh, for our sp first specialty, I was kind of bummed that I had to scratch my uh, get of sire class because I had one of my Vasca's daughters. The water just didn't do well for her, and she was scouring, um, which is Wait. makes it makes sense because in the morning she was uh, reserve junior champion um, in the open show, which is just. You know, she was only in that show because she was going to be part of the Dam and Daughter class. Um, but she, um, I should have noticed it because in the pictures that I was getting of her, um, she was very roachy, which she's not a roachy doe. So she was definitely hunched because she wasn't feeling well. And then in the afternoon, I had her in a ring. I believe it was the specialty ring. I think she placed fifth or something, sixth uh, yeah. in her class. Um, she just wasn't looking good. And all of a sudden... The person holding her was like, hey, she's scouring. I'm like, all right, I got to get her out of here. I'm not going to show her looking like that. Um, yeah. So you have to you have to make decisions like that on the fly at these now, shows, was especially. Was oh, go ahead. One of two? What's that? Was she one of two boss daughters? Yes, I had um, the was other boss use... daughter. Sorry, yeah. Annie. Well, I was going to use Annie, and then I had um, the other daughter, uh, Thea, and right. she was in a weird place um, with her birth date. She she unfortunately made the cut by two days uh, to be in the what was it, intermediate. Um, she did well though in the intermediate. She did. I think she placed fourth. Um, yeah. Well, it was in, yeah. But she was just so small compared to those older, you know, like February kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, poor girl. <laughs> well, I think it, uh, under the one judge, she did fairly well because uh, even though she was in the class by only so much, she was a comparable size to some of those February kids. She was. Um, um, she's and she's a Minerva daughter. She's she's flashy. She just needs to grow. Very quite. So um, we're we're excited about our juniors. I walked away excited about my animals. Uh, maybe contemplating calling some of my animals, but <laughs> but I was happy. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, I'm so you, impatient. With some of these shows, you look at them, and you're looking for, 
I will say you're looking for the opinion of that one person on that given day. Yeah, but, but when you get the same opinion show after show, Nate, you know, you got to come to reality. You got to come to terms. Well, and that's where you where you get and you, you get the same opinion show after show after show. You keep hearing the same reason why that dough is put there. Yeah. You know, it might be time to listen to what others are telling you. you know, well, what just, others you know, are telling me is to be patient. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Am I a patient person? <laughs> no. But still, you're more patient than some, and you listen to others. Yeah. Know, rather than, you know, hearing from the judge, this is why this animal is constantly placing here, and then ignoring the judge and going, you know, to social media or something and saying, um, should I keep this animal? Yes or no? You know? Yeah. Okay. Going to con confirmation clinic and, and trying to get that, your ego stroked a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that you, it's, the, the thing that I love is you, you watch the ones, the people who are the exhibitors who are breeders, the ones who are constantly trying to improve or, or make their animals better. Um, they're listening to those reasons. They're not just standing there going, well, I got placed here because, um, somebody liked my animal, didn't like my animal. You know, the pe the breeders are the ones who are standing there while the reasons are being given. They're listening to them. They're looking at the animal in front of them. They're looking at their animal. Okay. And they're also the same people who, when, the judge then goes to tell why their animal is over this animal behind them. They're still listening and they're looking at their animal and they're looking at the animal behind them. Okay. They're trying to look and see and listen to what the strengths are, you know, that they they've had. Whereas a few moments before they were listening and looking and seeing what their weaknesses were. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, a, you know, years ago, I, I remember hearing how, uh, you know, we're in New York, folks. So Jim Beheim actually liked having his team lose right before the NCAA tournament. Because then he could point out to the players the weaknesses of the team. And they could work on those weaknesses before the tournament. And, you know, for me, I like listening and periodically, I like there being a better animal in the ring than what I've got because, you know, I act on that period sometimes, you know, more often than not. And I want to know where can I improve? And I think that's yeah. the value of linear appraisal is you hear where your animal can improve. Yeah. Um, I, now, sometimes linear appraisal doesn't correlate to a, a show goat, right? No, um, no. No, you know, I've a... heard of some really nice animals, some animals who scored pretty well in linear, and they 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 did okay, but they didn't do like wow, kick butt everywhere. Yeah. At the same time, I've heard of animals who who were, you know, didn't score great on linear, but they. As you said it early, they had it. Mm -hmm. You know, they were very well rounded. And you know, when they went in the show ring, they had 
um, enough of those points on the scorecard that the judge was going to go, I want you first, or I want you grand. Yeah. Um, to, you know, uh, so, yeah. To, to circle back to the breed specialties, I would encourage anybody that uh, has access to go to a breed specialty show uh, in your district. Um, hopefully it's not too far of a haul, but even if it is, I would say that it's worth it because you get to see not only beautiful animals of any breed that's in the specialty, uh, but you also get to see what's out there in your area for genetics, right? Um, well, and, and I would even say, even if it's not your district, if it's in your area, like we had uh, people well, yeah, yeah. coming in from, you know, there are people from districts, other districts at that show. Mm-hmm. And they got to see some nice genetics. Um, and man, those, the Alpines, that was a tough. Oh my God. Breed. Wow. The that, beautiful animals that were in that specialty. Holy cow. Beautiful animal that were in that specialty that didn't go grand. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, um, it was, it was tight. It was, it was. I mean, I believe it, actually the, the Alpines ended up best in show in both ranks. Yes. Yep. One of our uh, friends, Kathy show. Kelly. Yep. She yep. had um, Hawk Hill Farm had a a Dogo best in show in both rings. I mean, it was she's gorgeous. She looked great. Uh, so right. congrats there. Also, I want to add um, before we wrap up here, Mike Ernsey's made their debut in the ring. Oh, those Guernseys. Oh, those Guernseys. Yep. They, uh, they weren't you. the most well-behaved things in the ring, but they they were there. <laughs> and, and this will ruffle some, some Guernsey feathers, Guernsey breather uh, feathers. Yeah. yeah. Um, you tried something. Yeah, and, and it worked. It may not be what people want to hear, but it there's a lot to be learned from it. You clipped yeah. one of your does, and you didn't I did. clip well, the other. Well, I so I clipped both of them. One of them was the traditional dairy clip job that all of us do um, for for show goats in the ring. Uh, you know, using a, for, for, for dairy, a seven for, for the other standard breeds. Yes, right. You know, clipping their whole body, um, you know, making the tail look great, and you know, all that good stuff. So she, uh, that was our doe uh, Noritaki. So okay, and, then and the, the reason one. I did, well, the, the reason I did that is because she had shorter hair anyway. Uh, I mean, she was shaggy, but she had shorter hair than the other. Uh, and she just, I knew she was going to look better uh, shaped. So then the other one, I decided I'm going to do the Guernsey clip, which is shave up to the knees, uh, you know, really get those pasterns cleaned up, um, you know, try to even out the coat, make it look really good, uh, brush them up real good, clip the face and the ears um, and uh, the tail. That's it. Yeah. And she looked literally, good. yeah, she looked great. It literally took me. 15 minutes to clipper. I can see why they like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you can do a whole uh, herd in like yeah, 150 minutes, two hours. Yeah, and honestly, I think that doe, um, her name's Nicarit, I honestly think she's the better doe in some aspects. She's really wide in the rump. Um, maybe a little bit more steep in that rump, but she's really wide throughout. Um, she's got more growth to her, more depth. 
Um, but you can't see it with all that hair. And so, like, like I know I made Guernsey breeders mad. I shared my post about the Guernseys on a Guernsey page, and nobody said a word. Uh, they, <laughs> they, but listen, I know what I like um, as far as how my dairy goats look in the ring, so I'm going to continue doing what I like. Uh, unless there's some rule and ad get down the road that says Guernseys need to have their long hair or whatever, uh, which I don't think there will be, uh, I'm going to continue to dairy clip them if I feel it's necessary. Um, to, no, for them for them to compete better. No, so I actually discussed this very topic with with my father. Uh, Ooh, did you? Yes, I did. You know, good old Dave Funk weighed in on it, as, at least to me. And I explained to him, you know, that you had your clip, the one that you 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 felt that he actually the other one that you left the hair long, the longer hair on was probably mm-hmm. a little bit better. And you clipped the other one. Yeah. And we discussed the fact that, you know, ADGA judges just aren't, they're, they're used to seeing the slick shorn doe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, not likely, you know, they periodically they do do an update, you know, on, you know, judging animals with long hair. Um, I guess he mentioned that back in the 60s, there was a training session where they all had to learn to to judge Toggenbergs with long hair because Toggenbergs traditionally had long hair. Right. Um, and actually, if you look at many of the you know, Toggenberg bucks, especially at some of these buck shows, they have long hair. But what right. he himself has also noticed, just as a breeder over the umpteen years he'd been in it, was that the animals who'd been dairy clipped tended to do better. Yeah. And now generally when you see those Toggenbergs who have a hairstyle actually very similar to to the Guernseys, most of the Togs, when you see them shown in a dairy goat show and the Adga shows, are slick shorn. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I'm not saying that it's right or that it's wrong. But I do, I will say that from what I I saw over the weekend was I saw two judges of different experience levels, but with a similar outcome, um, your clipped doe did better. Yeah. Yeah. Even even though, as you just pointed out, the other one had a wider uh, rump, maybe not leveler, but a wider rump. Probably yeah. more desirable them. Um, they definitely no. both have their give and takes. Um, right now, I will say, in the best in show lineup, I had my Hillier Farm doe, and I am thankful that uh, your wife Jen was able to show my Stumpalo doe, um, Noritaki, um, in the ring. And she, I, had, I got a picture that you took. Thank you, yeah. by the way, for taking pictures. Um, oh, you're welcome. And she looks like a rock star in that picture. She looks like any other dairy goat, right? I, I will I will say, you know, not to brag on my wife, but I'm going to brag on my wife. She is one hell of a showman. Oh, I already um, recruited her for Guernsey's whenever <laughs> we go to our first nationals with them. <laughs> I heard, I heard. 
Um, <laughs> she is. I'll, I'll yield that she's for many of our dojo in our barn. She's the better showman. There's a few that prefer me, um, but for the most part, you know, she, you know, you have her in the show ring showing your animals. You've got a really good showman on that collar. Um, well, so. speaking of showmen, uh, you got the monkey off your back for the year and finally got yourself some ribbons of animals that you were showing in the ring. Oh, I did, but I kind of cheated. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, I, I... You already had Nina finished was, animals in your hand? Well, Nina was a, uh, <laughs> a rock star that day. She was clearly the best doe in our, in our barn um, that day. Uh, I mean, she beat Advance and she beat uh, Crane. Um, you know, she just looked gorgeous. So it's kind of hard when the doe is looking that gorgeous to, um, you know, not do well. Pretty... That and she set herself Listen. up and I pinched her down and I could leave her for like five minutes with just one pinch. And mm, that's nice. I didn't even have to pinch her. You yeah, know, well, it was just. Listen, it was nice I don't to get know, that monkey off. I don't know what I did to make you guys mad at that show. What? Because because you guys threw me on the collar of your doe advance in the champion lineup. <laughs> and are you kidding me? You guys made me look like a fool. No. Okay, so for those, so Advance has a personality. Oh, does um, she? <laughs> it, 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 it's a word which rhymes with itch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite have, part. Unless you no. have Pop Tarts. No, here's my favorite part, Nate. So. Jen goes, okay, I'm going to give you Addie. I go, okay. She set her up. You were begging to show her, though. I was not. I said, whoever, my exact quote was, whoever you want me on the collar on, I will show. And you guys threw Tyler on whoever. I forget, like one of your yearlings, I think. Um, I was on a year. Oh, yeah, he he had Maddie. Yeah. So then (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll take Addie. And Jen goes, yeah, just she sets up good, you know. It's just you know, do your thing, whatever. <laughs> so I set her up, and I go to pinch her down, and she just freak, she she just Turned goes. On you. She just yeah, she just wants to. She she starts taking three steps forward. So I move her back, get her set up again, and then I didn't even pinch her down this time. I just like let off a little bit of pressure on the collar because she relaxed and she went off again. So then it, it, the whole time I was basically trying to set up this dough to try to make her look decent for you guys. And we get a picture that one of our friends took, Nikki, uh, and she looks like a camel in the picture. And she oh, looks oh, like oh, she's wait. about to bite me. Thank you, Nikki, for the good picture. But <laughs> poor John. Yeah. yeah thank, listen, Nikki and her family stepped up big time at that show. And this is what good oh, shows did. are all about. It's not about the Oberhasi and Alpine specialties. It's not about the ribbons. It's not all about all that. This is a new breeder that stepped into a show that she's not a member of yet of the club. And she ring stewarded for hours. She took pictures for other people, including myself. 
for hours. She showed yep. her own animals, her seniors and juniors, and she was wonderful. That's what the goat community is all about for these shows, uh, is all of us pulling together and helping each other out. Uh, we had a friend um, and one of the members of my club that was uh, secretary of one of the rings in the afternoon, and she couldn't get to her animals. And I rounded up some people, and we got those animals shown for her because that's what we do. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, I, I hate to see somebody brought to tears for the fact that they're trying to help out their club or help out at a goat show, and they can't even show their goats that they brought and took the time to clip and all that good stuff. Uh, so it's it's definitely nice to see uh, people pull together and help each other out at these shows, and that's what makes them successful. I will say that this Champagne Classic is one of the better shows in the state, if not the best. I yeah. might get catch flack for that, but... I honestly I, believe that's one of the best shows in the state. I haven't been out west in New York yet. Either have but, I. But I'd say it's one of the best ones. Um, I think, um, yeah, I'm going to try to you know, summarize here. We all had we fun. Are. You know, yeah. Yeah. I threw John. We, we apparently threw John under the bus by giving him um, <laughs> a, a dough with a gorgeous memory system. Up the body, great spring of rib. Um, a nice you know, camelback. When she's fighting with you. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, other than that, you know, we, we had fun. We had fun the night before, just hanging out, the fellowship yeah. of, of fellow breeders. Um, we had uh, a great, you know, of course, waking up and being there at the show, seeing your friends show up. Meeting old friends and new friends. I got to catch up mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, Kristen and I uh, were the same age. Won't say how old I am. Um, <laughs> and a couple days away from with, retirement. Yeah, longer than that. <laughs> but, you know, we got to catch up a little bit. I got to meet some new friends. Um, you know, really, that's what it's all about. You know, we... we we all love to, you know, stand around entering side and, and look at those does in the show ring, and pick which one we think is going to get it. Um, you know, a friend of mine and I were standing and watching, you know, the senior doe best in show. And, and she made a prediction as to, she thought the Alpine was going to get it. And, you know, I kind of was leaning towards the sun and she's like, no, trust me, it's going to be the Alpine. <laughs> it was the alpine um you know but it, it's that fun and excitement surrounding the the show um it's also yeah. the who the shenanigans and the the craziness that happens <laughs> the, 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 the wild rooster oh my goodness the kids kept trying to catch that darn wild rooster um <laughs> you know the it was the rattlesnake doe trying to bite John while he's trying to show her, you know, it's the uh, Nubian doe who, who sprints across the show ring, almost oh, yeah. running me over because her owner tried spraying her with fly repellent. Um, yep. It's the, uh, you know, the craziness of a really awesome raffle table. Um, you know, 
it's uh, just all of it that makes these shows fun and exciting. It and, is. And it, it, I will say, you know, the folks there at the Progressive Club, they did a really good job doing this this show this year. They did a really good job in 2019. Um, it is a show that I believe is worth traveling the extra distance to go to. And that's what we need in this area. We need shows that are worth traveling the distance to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about it and I think about how we have so many of our listeners and our friends who are in, in central and western United States who travel, you know, eight to 10 hours or 12 hours to a show and they don't blink an eye at it. And here in the Northeast, we, we are flabbergasted at a three hour trip. <laughs> Heck, um, this was a 45 minute trip for me and I stayed Sunday night mainly because I was exhausted and just was not feeling great um, thanks Caitlin well, by the way for letting do, me use your camper yeah <laughs> next year we might do likewise but um, yeah. you know it, it was a three hour ride there and a three hour ride home um, we got home at 1.30 in the morning um, yeah 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 but um, I, I think that's kind of the fun of it. Um, yeah. The stories I, we gather and the stories we tell. Um, and whoever owned that chicken, that rooster, <laughs> he was a handsome little bugger. But Story, story goes, it's a ghost from Fair's past. <laughs> he was gorgeous, no matter what. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I think it's a good spot to wrap up. Uh, we're running a little bit long here. Uh, I, I, again, want to uh, thank everybody for coming out to the show. Um, and I want to say good luck to everybody that's looking forward to and going to uh, Nationals next week. Um, good luck. Actually, it's this week, if you think about it. Um, good luck to everybody. Um, and thanks yeah. to all those OGs that came out to... Uh, the champagne show. It was cool to see uh, some old faces that I've never met and got to shake hands with some of the OGs. So uh, thank you. Well, and uh, you know, I think we all have these crazy show stories. Um, I'd encourage anyone to sh- share some of them, you know, put them on <laughs> our, our, the comments below the, the link for this podcast. We'd love yeah. to hear some of your crazy show stories of, Doe's going crazy and wild across the show thing. Doe who wouldn't <laughs> set up for anybody or chicken that haunted the fairgrounds. Or, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, it's been a wonderful show. It's reminiscing about the great weekend we had. It's good to uh, talk with you guys again. Nate, thank you for joining me, as always. Everybody, this is the OG Podcast. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.